I'm going to grab one of these for myself. You know, I'm surprised they don't have a, uh, a tagline. The more you pump, the tighter the fit. <laughs> it's catchy. I mean, you know. Yes, yes it is. That's right a different podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast, Tony. Seriously. It's on the Tony and Josh show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, you know, I've been begging and prodding you guys to share information about the Jeep Talk Show to all your friends and family, especially the family. Uh, you know, that because the you know, family doesn't hate Jeeps enough. I know some of you guys have very supportive families in the Jeep environment, but then others are like, oh, my God, if you buy another Jeep part, if you if you talk about the Jeep talk show one more time. But damn it, they're just on the edge of, of joining you and enjoying the, this, this podcast just like everybody else. So get out there and tell people about the Jeep talk show. And you know what? Gary over at Dixie Overland uh, recently released a video on YouTube. You guys have heard of YouTube, haven't you? We have. Well, I know you have, Wendy. Josh, it's social media. Do you do you know about YouTube? I'm still trying to figure out the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Gary at Dixieland Overland uh, has a, a new YouTube video called Five Things I Hate About My Jeep Gladiator. And if you're wondering why I'm mentioning this, it's because Gary gives us a plug, a, a Jeep talk show plug within like the first 30 seconds of his video. Yay. Awesome. So it's not that we don't love Gary, but we just love him a little more now. <laughs> so get over to YouTube and uh, look for, do a search for Dixie Overland and the, the video, Five Things I Hate About the Jeep Gladiator. And you know, I think we might actually have some of these uh, these things that Gary brought out in a, a new episode of The Roundtable as far as uh, things to talk about. The, the one thing that stuck out in my mind that I had never thought of before was why it doesn't the, the, the Jeep uh, Wrangler or Gladiator come with a locker option i mean why do you have to buy a rubicon to get a locker it just mm. seems like you should be able to i mean it's a jeep it's a four-wheel drive it's supposed to be not a two-wheel drive and when you don't have lockers you got a two-wheel drive best you know best best case right so anyway i, I found it very interesting you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about lockers and Jeeps. And other things. And TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary at Dixie Overland. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'm going to try and explain how somebody lost their Jeep. It's an interesting story. We'll hear about a cool group of vets building Jeeps for a good cause, and later I'll ask a tough question involving both tire size and type all at the same time. It was a test drive, Josh. It was another test drive gone horribly wrong. Oh, no. Not another (laughs) one. I'm to bring back that great chair, too. Well, howdy. It's Wendy, and today I review basic items to carry your Jeep all the time. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show, Jeep Life with Jeep Mama will be my top 10 must-see small towns in the United States. Tammy sounds like she's got a cold. Hi, I'm Tony, and in this episode, we announce the Jeep Talk Show listener that is going to get the first 50-watt GMRS radio from MidlandUSA.com. And be sure to listen to our next episode where we speak with Ken Zerganski. Zerski? Zussi? Oh, Help come me. on. You're going to butcher the name? Help me. Herzinski. Help me here. He really Herzinski. did it. Thank you. Zerzinski. Of, of Tyree Lights. Is it T-Y-R-I or, or Tyree Lights? I, I can do both and it will help people find it. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. You know, there are many out there that might consider restoring, well, any Jeep for that matter, too much hard work. But a group of 30 veterans from across Kentucky and southern Indiana beg to differ. They are part of the Operation Jeep Build program, which creates friendly bonds and teaches mechanical skills to vets. It was created last year by Veterans Club, Inc., which is based in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Jeremy Harrell, a U.S. Army combat veteran, is the president of Veterans Club, Inc. He says it wouldn't have been possible without the partnership with Gare Off-Road in Jefferson, Indiana. At Gare's shop, the program has its own tools, workspace, and even lifts. Everything needed to create a really, really nice vehicle. This is the second time members of the Veterans Club restored a Jeep. 
Coincidentally, both happen to be 97 Jeep Wrangler TJs. The nonprofit organization aimed at helping veterans get connected with the community and help them building meaningful life after military service is also looking at a possible apprenticeship program through Kentucky Career and Technical College. Right now, the program is on pace to complete a new Jeep about every 10 months. That's really cool. It is really cool. I uh, I love that. And it's also neat that they're doing... uh, uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> I saw a video today where they were obviously baiting on YouTube for uh, talking about the LJ and the TJ being the last real Jeep built. Mm-hmm. So they're they're obviously <laughs> obviously doing that here with the uh, with these TJs. Yeah, really cool. I thought the apprenticeship program was a nice touch to this. We've heard about similar types of things, veterans getting together, doing sort of things, or, or a group getting a bunch of veterans together and, uh, and getting them involved in something. Uh, this is, a, is kind of a unique perspective on that, but then they're kind of taking it to the, another, uh, the next level by uh, expanding into this apprenticeship program. Uh, through the technical college. Now, I think that is really cool unto itself because it's going to start teaching some kids some actual, you know, tradesman type stuff, get them into an industry and, and possibly even on a, on a career path or into a path of uh, business ownership for themselves, opening up a Jeep shop or something like that. I mean, just all of that and the potential for all for anything that comes out of that is huge to me. So a big hats off to to this whole program, all the guys over there at at uh, at Veterans Club. Yeah, we got a voicemail in from Randy. He was uh, calling in for the power tank giveaway. He says, you guys gave me some confidence. I'm going to start mods on my 2004 TJ. I got a lift and some 33-inch new rims with quick disconnects. Anyway, it's really neat that we're actually uh, uh, getting people to do to actually work on their vehicles. I just hope it turns out okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember when Tammy first joined the show, uh, you know, she I don't think she had turned a single wrench in her life. Uh, and within, I don't know, the first year of being on the show, uh, I, I, I don't know, I'll go ahead and take credit for it uh, on behalf of the show. You know, we, we kind of convinced her that she can do this and, right. and opened up this whole new realm of possibilities for her in modifying her own Jeep. And, and I think that that really, you know, geez, if G-Bomba can do it, I can do it. I, mean, I think there's <laughs> hundreds, thousands of people out there that are gaining confidence by listening to the show and, and you know, starting in on, on Jeep building. It seems like to me the first, maybe it was the second thing she did, but it was certainly the most funny one, was she was changing the fluid in her diff, uh, her, her differentials and talked mm-hmm. about how good that, that gear oil smells. I, uh, <laughs> I still remember that. That's <laughs> like, funny. It's, it's like everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. It's a shared experience we've all done. Oh, man. <laughs> well, how's about a two for Jeeper? A little menage a two? For you? Yeah? No? Okay. Uh, a woman in Big Rapids, Michigan reported her 2007 Jeep Liberty was stolen. Unto itself, this isn't all that strange, is it? But this supposedly happened in February while she was lodged in jail. <laughs> so what? Either she was serving time for a crime she hadn't committed yet because it's still January as we record this, or she is just now getting out and noticed it was gone. Or maybe she got out in February and is just now noticing it's gone. Oh, I had so many questions. The incident <laughs> is still under investigation. Meanwhile, a Campbell County, Wyoming resident was arrested for driving while intoxicated yesterday afternoon while he reportedly got stuck while attempting to off-road in his Jeep. <laughs> that that to itself also is not that unusual. Nope. The Jeep, a 2014 Wrangler, was seen by an off-duty deputy, however, stuck in the ditch off Union Chapel Road. When contacted, the driver, a 40-year-old male, reportedly told the deputy that well, he had been heading to a gas station from his home in Sleepy Hollow when he decided he wanted to just go off-road all of a sudden. He wanted to see if his Jeep could make it through the snow drifts in the ditch. Oh, Art. <laughs> the oh, owner God. of the Jeep, while speaking with the deputy, reportedly showed several signs of being under the influence of alcohol. No. Say it isn't what? so. <laughs> I know. It's shocking, right? <laughs> he was requested to perform standardized field sobriety tests, which he ultimately failed. The man was taken into custody for driving while intoxicated and no further action was taken. <laughs> oh, man. First rule of off-roading, don't drink and drive. Come on, people. Oh, I thought you were going to say don't wheel alone. Don't drink alone either. Well, so. that true, yes. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> Drinking alone is just sad. That's just, you know, that's just a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that the ditches on the way to the gas station should probably be off limits uh, in, most, in most cases. But, uh, yeah, no. You remember seeing that uh, that meme years ago where there was a TJ that was buried up to the bottom of the Jeep in a median at a, a, a like a stop and go type thing, a little a drive-in thing. Oh, and it was so that, tiny. The area it was that like they, a postage stamp of. I mean, it was yes. like a park 
play a parking spot and a half worth yeah. of uh, grass and dirt. <laughs> and this one <laughs> Jeep managed to find it and bury himself like to the frame. And you know it was God. like, oh, like, oh crap, I can't get stuck here. Somebody's going to take a no. picture. And just nailed it. <laughs> And oh, dug God. themselves in. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'd have to find that for the show notes if somebody hasn't seen it. It's hilarious. I think it was a green yeah. Jeep, of course. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Have you been to the 4x4 Radio Network website? Oh, you got to go check it out. The On the Trail podcast is there. Trail Chasers is there. The Center Steer podcast. Even the world-famous 4x4 podcast is there as well. The Jeep Talk Show, of course, has taken King Spot. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one place. All you got to do is head to number four, the letter X, the number four, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4, radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. 4x4 has a good ring to it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> what? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, back when I first started with the Jeep Talk Show, now that's about 100 episodes ago, guys, if you can believe that. No bragging. I had a list. Yeah, I'm going to brag anyway. It's kind of cool. <laughs> So I, I had this list of some basic items to carry when you go out jeeping. It's episode 426 if you want to check it out. Now, since it's the first of the year, I like to remind Jeepers that it's still important to have certain items in your Jeep at all times. And perhaps you may be new to Jeeping, then this list is especially for you. Now, if you're not new to, to, uh, to the Jeep Talk Show, then this could be a reminder to check that someone didn't take something out of your Jeep last year and it didn't get replaced. Now, there are literally hundreds of things you can carry in your Jeep that at the time may seem important. But honestly, if you carried everything you saw or heard about or read about, you literally would need a second vehicle to store it all. This is Now, this list is just a simple reminder of things to get you started, and some are more useful than others, and some are more necessary than others. And again, it's just a basic kit. The first thing is a tow strap. This is so you can pull your buddy out, by the way. Now, you use an actual rated tow strap, not a rope. Ropes will stretch and break. Straps usually have about a 20,000-pound rating or higher, and that's really what you want to look for when you're trying to purchase a tow strap. Now, you're going to need tow hooks or attachment points for that. Sometimes they're known as recovery D-rings or shackles. You need something to connect onto with your tow strap. Now, I personally like the soft shackles the best, and you'll need at least three for the typical recovery. Trust me on this one. Get three. It's worth the investment. These are important if you get stuck and your buddy needs to latch on and help pull you out, or you have to pull your buddy out. The good ones are rated, and spend the extra dollars on the good ones for that. Now, a basic toolkit is important, a good set of tools. This would be a minimum of a couple of screwdrivers, a small set of wrenches, adjustable wrench pliers, channel lock pliers, a set of ice grips, some work gloves. Put in some duct tape and bailing wire too, regular electrical wire, zip ties, and ratchet tie-down straps. You'd be surprised how many times we've used these items on others that have broken down. Sometimes you can mend just enough to get off the trail. A high lift jack is always, is always something to consider. There may be times that your regular jack just, jack just won't cut it. Now, you do need to know how to operate this tool. It can inflict some real pain and injury if you're not paying attention. You can check out episode 462 for more details on how to operate that jack. A first aid kit is essential. Be surprised how many bumps and bruises you get climbing in and around obstacles. It's very common to slip on rocks, ice, or loose gravel. You just never know when your feet may dance around and send you flying to the ground. I know, I've been there a couple times. Having a first aid kit with bandages, band-aids, disinfectant ointment can help on the trail. Make sure you check this regularly too to make sure you have supplies of first aid items that are not expired or your kids or a family hasn't taken pieces out of it. A fire extinguisher, class ABC stored, securely and easily accessible. This is a common item that gets overlooked. Most organized Jeep runs require basic items to have on board, and this is one of them. Most people mount them somewhere in the Jeep, usually on the pillars or roll bars inside. Make sure you can get to it in a hurry. Having it mounted way in the back of the Jeep behind all your other gear is not a good idea. And it's good to double check it yearly that the extinguisher is still pressurized. Now, some sort of communication, CB, ham radio, or GMRS, We've discussed lots of options on our different episodes here at the Jeep Talk Show. 
Ham radio is probably best, but requires a test and license to operate. Most Jeepers have moved away from the CB and are going with the G GMRS radios. They're cost-effective, easy to use, and it's a one-time fee, no test, by the way, for that license to operate them. They also provide good communication, and you, connect, and you can connect to repeaters if needed in an emergency. The cost is a lot less than a ham and offers communication. A CB is still great, but with all the new technology out there, consider a GMRS for your next expenditure. Having reliable communication is crucial should you need it. And cell phones generally don't work in the backwoods or mountains and trails. At least that's what we've discovered out here in Southern California. You're going to need some sort of a trash bag. Uh, I list a trash roo pouch. There's a lot of different brands, but this is essential to any jeeping experience. You need to pack out what you brought in. Don't litter and take all of your trash out with you. In fact, pick up everybody else's trash you see along the trail. The trash roo pouch is just one brand that fits on the spare tire on the outside back of your Jeep. So the trash stays out of the Jeep. There are lots of companies that provide a trash bag at events. Pick them up and use them whenever you Jeep. And the last item I'm going to suggest is called toiletries. Yes, you will have to go when you're out in nature. How and what you do is just as important. I like to keep small Ziploc baggies filled with toilet paper, sundry items, and then use the Ziploc to store your waste paper. Yes, if you're a female listener, then you need to collect your paper waste and take it out with you. It's disgusting what women leave behind, by the way. Having the baggie keeps it sealed, and you can put it in the trash bag outside your Jeep. Having extra baggies, you can also offer your guests and or other Jeepers. It's a great thing to do. So keep in mind that these items should be dedicated to the Jeep and always be there if needed. Don't remove them. It's always better to be looking at them than for them. So, guys, do you have any items that you'd like to add to this basic list? Well, I'd like to point out a couple of things. One thing, if you're not picking up everybody else's trash, you probably won't have to go to the bathroom as often. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it's all that moving around you're doing that's yeah. causing that situation. And also, too, uh, a little correction. It, the uh, GMRS license is not a one-time fee. It's uh, every 10 years. Oh, good. Okay. I thought it was one time only. So thank you. Well, for 10 years, you know, it's almost, uh, I guess, depending on your age, it could be a one-time fee. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and also too, there's another big thing going on because everybody's heard that it's, it's now $35 down from $70 to 35. Well, it, it, Congress did pass that saying that the, the GMRS license, 10 year license is $35, but the FCC hasn't brought it down yet. So if you go in, uh, go over to the FCC website to apply for a GMRS license today, which I would advise you to do, especially if you're going to be using repeaters on GMRS, because they'll probably question you as far as what your, what your license is, um, mm -hmm. that uh, you, you go and get that license. I mean, $7 a year, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's easy. About you, Josh, I see you put a couple notes in there. Good suggestions. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm kind of even on the fence about mentioning this sort of stuff. I mean, but because it's, you even said, you know, we could have this list 100 items longer or longer. Um, mm -hmm. Things like, you know, self-sealing silicone tape, pretty much about the only thing that you could use without, you know, resorting to an entire roll of electrical tape to seal up something like a power steering line or a radiator hose if it were to break on you out on the trail. Uh, mm -hmm. And stranger things have happened, right? So, I mean, these yes. are the kind of th that could happen. Uh, you know, some of the those basic tools that, that can't, you know, there's no other thing that can do what this tool does, like a pry bar, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you if you need to move some sheet metal or open up your uh, your exhaust tube or something like that because it got crushed, uh, you know, you need, you need some clearance. A pry bar or a big stick is about the only thing that's going to do that for you. So you got, you got to make sure you, you know you got that tool. And we can go on and on and on like this. You know, tire plug kit. You know, protein bars and water. You know, all this stuff could potentially be important. Uh, but you know, is, is it necessary? Does it need to be part of the most basic kit? You know, I, I you know so that's why I, I kind of was reluctant to bring this sort of stuff up because I too can just keep going on and on and on sure. about different items to add to this list because they all are important. You know, uh, no nothing you says know. good off-roading uh, like a warm shower with a friend. So if you just take one of those portable <laughs> hot showers, so I, you know, I, I understand how you get to start. That's adding for this another stuff. episode, Tony. I'm going to bring that up another episode. Well, you want to clean up. You want to clean your feet really first. You know, more yeah. Than <laughs> Welcome to Jeep God. Talk Show After Dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after Hours Show. That's what that'll be. <laughs> no, I. You know, uh, you, you mentioned a couple other really good things, Wendy. Um, the uh, the better to be looking at something than looking for it. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. So, I mean, that that is really, really good advice. Uh, and, and if you, if anybody out there, you know, you can, you can take anything out of that, uh, then then all more power to you. Uh, but you mentioned something else about you know good recovery equipment, spending the extra money for rated recovery equipment, especially something like that, like the D rings, for instance. And I was going to say, you know, good recovery equipment is not the ten dollar Harbor Freight D rings. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Uh, nope. You know. They may look good, they may look beefy, but they're not rated. So at least not in the same way that you know the, the you know, something else is. Uh, you know, actually has a rated stamp on it, things like that. So uh, just be mindful of what you are buying. It, it just because it has a good price doesn't mean it's good value. Well, no, I, I, I usually it's big, not. <laughs> I had a big announcement about uh, Harbor Freight being a new advertiser, but I'm just going pencil, <laughs> to pencil that out in the show notes. And, oh gosh! And check back there. with them for next week. There's still that. good stuff at Harbor Freight. <laughs> oh, good save. Uh, good save. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, if you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets, I'd sure love to hear from you. Just let me know. And you can also check out our YouTube channel at Trails411 for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. All right. Well, I, I don't know what I was going to say last week. Was it last week? I can't remember. It's been so long now. We, uh, we've we had uh, so many people uh, coming on, uh, companies coming on doing uh, giveaways. Uh uh, well, let's see. It was uh, it was yeah, it was the twelfth, so it was last week. Uh, Midland USA announced the releasing uh, of, or actually, the release date was the the twelfth, January twelfth, for the MXT five hundred GMRS radio. Uh, you know, if if you think we're talking too much about GMRS, I, there's a big push. What Midland's doing it, uh, the Jeep Jamboree people are doing it. They they, they require, I think, I don't know if "require" is the right word, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. They require you to have GMRS whenever you go to one of their off-road events because that's becoming the communication of choice. Uh, for off-road jeepers now you may have a cb your group may have a cb that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but just the antenna length alone i mean when you're looking at a full-size antenna full-size mobile antenna for gmrs being six inches long think about that when your 102 inch whip is whipping around or even that four foot uh, trucker uh whip that you have uh, for cb whipping around and possibly hitting people as you're going off-road so Uh, my fiberglass whip, I thwacked that thing across the windshield so hard sometimes. I thought, sure, I'd end up with a crack. Yeah, yeah. And and you don't have to do that with uh, with GMRS. Plus, it's FM, and it's actually got a squelch you can use. So there's many reasons for that. Anyway, uh, thanks to Midland USA, they provided us with one of their uh, new uh, MXT500 mobile GMRS 50-watt radios. And, uh, well, we did a giveaway, and, uh, well, here is our winner. Hey, this is Nick from Pickwell, Ohio. I am calling to say the phrase that pays and enter the contest. The phrase is Midland USA is number one in my book. Hope I'm caller number three. Have a good day. Love listening to you guys. Well, Nick, you were caller number three, and we'll be reaching out to you to get your name and address so we can send you the MXT500 which is a really big deal. Midland has been looking at doing a 50-watt radio for a very long time, and they've finally done it, and you got one for free, thanks to Midland USA. This is USA. not a $30 Bofang either, no. man. This oh, is, geez. This is like a $300 radio yeah. you're well, the, getting. The MSRP awesome. is, is $399.95. So it, wow. It, yeah. radio. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you're, you're getting hooked up. Only yeah. from the Jeep Talk Show. First, and it, right. serial number 0000001, the first one. Yep. There you go, Nick. Know. Just make sure you, when you start using it, that you call in and let us know how it works and what you think about it, too. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to see pictures of the install, all that That's sort of right. good stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to put that as a as a requirement. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to send this to yes. you unless you agree <laughs> to they do to all this us, stuff yes, and your firstborn. <laughs> they have to let us know what they like about it, I still how it works. I still haven't heard from the guy that got the uh, five uh, BFG any size KM3 tires from uh, <laughs> from from our giveaway years he ago. He lost the certificate. It got shuffled <laughs> into some junk mail. Never saw it again. He's, you know, male pride. He's really <sighs> doesn't want to shame. Yeah, could, could yeah you, he's embarrassed. I would have liked to have won that one. Jeez, I should have called in and did a fake voice. <laughs> Wait, can we do that? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was going to say, I've got like, all dang. kinds of fake voices. Exactly. I'm like, Josh, I'm going to hire you. And Do my voice. And I've heard them all. I've heard them all, so I'd recognize it. 
<laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for how many years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes. You know, just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? Well, of course, you should be a paid subscriber, but we're going to take a different turn uh, tonight instead of uh, berating you about not being a paid subscriber and a, also known as a rat bastard. Uh, we're going to tell you about something something special that we have yeah, for you tonight. It's, it's something you may, if you've been a listener of the show <laughs> for any long length period of time, that uh, you may have heard these words before, or at least the, the, the title of this before. It's the Tony and Josh show. No, it's not something new. It's actually something quite old. What did I tell you, Josh? It was 2013. I can't. Oh. I still can't believe it yeah. was that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I put up a, pi- a picture of the uh, the the uh, emblem that we used to use for the show. And, That's crazy. And, and Chuck says, you look like you were a lot younger then. I said, well, it was 2013. <laughs> which <one? laughs> yeah, which, wait, which one? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he was talking about me. I, I posted the picture. So, Wendy, you may not know about this other than us just talking about it on the show. And you may not have even gotten the explanation of what the hell this is. It was just a like a general podcast talking about whatever we whatever we wanted to. Sometimes there was space. Sometimes there was uh, Walking Dead. Sometimes oh, there was... this is some of the stuff you guys talk about. Yeah, all you, kinds you, of okay. cr- crazy crap that Dusty L. Dunn would send us. <laughs> Love oh, it. Oh, you remember that one where the, the girl uh, snuck in the 20 to uh pistol into jail oh yes no i remember several of the uh the more interesting <laughs> and we never could figure out if it was where the which way the barrel was pointing which oh, was no <laughs> which to me oh, would be critical wait, oh, wait i just I, I just figured that out what you guys are yeah, talking about yeah, oh yeah. gosh so which episode's that i want to listen to that one well the great news is you can find it by going over to our uh, our store in the next few days we're gonna have uh the ability for you to purchase all 100 episodes on a USB memory stick. So you get 100 episodes of the Tony and Josh show, and there's no telling, as you can tell, there's no telling what you're going to hear. Think of a less tame Jeep talk show. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Far oh, less tame. Definitely <laughs> not less family tame? safe. Okay. Explicit oh. rating. Yeah, it's, oh, good. I, I wouldn't say wait. I wouldn't say we were using the words, but certainly the ideas and some of the oh, yes. some of the pictures we would use. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding about the pictures. <laughs> lots of innuendos, lots of yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, descriptive stories that uh, that are, are definitely not safe for for kids' ears and stuff. But no, I forgot what the like the tagline was that I used to use all the time. Something along the lines of. Of like insulting your your morality and ruining oh, your faith, yes. something like yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, it was funny. So uh, and and lot you know you hear the some of the, the the promos and stuff that we do here on the Jeep Talk Show. There's all kinds of different ones there on the the Tony and Josh show. So go over there check it out. We'll have a, a price up there. No, it's not free. You cheap bastards. Um, so and 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 also too, we're doing a Tony and Josh show sticker. So you can actually get a sticker, which we never had while the st- show was going on. At least I, yeah, I was going to so. say, you know, I was part of this. I never got one of these. <laughs> so I'm showing it here for the host and we'll, uh, we'll have it available for you in the, uh, the show notes as well. That's great. What a great idea. I like it. I, I guarantee you spent more on entertainment uh, in your life uh, before for a single <laughs> yeah. point of entertainment, and you're going to get a hundred episodes uh, of this. And and I, I think Tony, we we kept the show relatively short. Um, it was a pretty pretty standard format. Um, we had a couple few segments and things like that. We talk about a couple few things, and, and that was about it. I don't know if the show ever went more than about 30 or 40 minutes uh, uh i don't think we ever went to an hour did we on this on that show josh it was me and you so <laughs> probably i'm thinking like of myself i'm thinking to myself no i don't know what the hell he's talking about it was at least an hour unless we oh, really tried hard and to keep it short <laughs> so i need to get chuck the our, our rancher listener in uh, kansas i need to get chuck because in the discord server the other day I was talking about this because I was, uh, uh, you know, sending out the idea about uh, making these things available on a memory USB stick. And Chuck says, yeah, I listened to the I listened to one of those episodes. It wasn't very good. (laughs) So I want to try to get him on the phone so I can record that. So when we're doing we're trying to sell these things. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> I, and I had to say, was it an early episode? <laughs> you know? It's like comedians going. It got better, I swear. It's, yeah, it's like the comedians going. It wasn't me. It was the audience. They sucked that night. <laughs> Never blame the audience. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And a couple episodes ago, Tony, you talked about an off-road park that closed due to mysterious circumstances. Was, uh, you and Josh, Josh hinted that it might have been due to extra terrestrial activity, and even some supernatural causes. Come on, guys. If I've learned nothing from all those years of watching (laughs) Scooby-Doo, that it's always Mr. Jenkins from the arcade, and he would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for the bunch of stoners and their dog. (laughs) That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I have a few jokes about unemployment. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't think any of them would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat to you later. Have a good one. Bye. You know, as a kid, I never could understand why Shaggy was hungry all the time. And, and of course, Scooby was as well, which made sense because, you know, dogs yeah. are scavengers. Sure. Yeah, I figured that out a little bit later in life, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn hippies. The Jeep Talk Show has a huge back catalog of great episodes. In episode 76, we interviewed a jeeper that was chased by a black helicopter. We were coon hunting at about 3 o'clock in the morning, and and everything was pretty dead. We got on this road, and we just started hauling butt, trying to make it to our dogs. As we're driving along on this road, our buddy in the back, he says, there's a helicopter chasing us. Well, there was a helicopter up there, but I shrugged it off. I said, that's not chasing us. He's just (laughs) flying around. This thing was treetop level, maybe 300 feet behind us. I mean, it was obviously chasing at this this point. You know, we don't know if maybe we weren't supposed to be in there after all. You know, are we in in some serious trouble? What do these guys want? And and my brother got scared and and he floored it. He's going to try to outrun this UA-60 Blackhawk helicopter, which is not going to happen. Head over to JeepTalkShow.com and listen to episode 76 to hear the final outcome. Oh, it was such a fun episode. It was a great conversation. Those were those really long-form uh, interviews we used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's funny, we, we tried going with the shorter ones, and here recently we've had a couple that were hour long, but they were so much fun. Yeah, I can't believe that was almost 500 episodes ago. It, it's really strange, isn't it? But we really stuck with this thing. Uh, the, the threats, the, uh, the lawsuits, we, we still stick, stuck with it, though. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Hold your own. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. And this week, I this was a really interesting item. Now, this may be uh, you know old news to, to some of you guys, but uh, I, I, I just stumbled across this this week, and I thought, you know, there are so many applications this could open up the possibilities for. Uh, th- this is a mount, and it fits conveniently in the gap between your Jeep's passenger seat and center console, creating a temporary but also very rugged mounting platform for your phone or other smaller electronic device. This mount is designed with a RAM, so this is this using the, the RAM mount technology type stuff. A RAM 1-inch diameter patented rubber ball and socket system that has adjustable uh, adjustment points at both ends of the double socket arm. With the turn of a knob, you can set your phone to the perfect viewing and operating angle. The X-Grip mount is compatible with smaller handheld devices. Now, the whole thing is attached to a, I'm going to say about a notebook piece of paper-sized wedge that comes uh, in a a rugged case that is inflatable. And so you've got like one of those, you know, like armband, uh, uh, blood pressure kind of uh, pumper-upper thingies. you got one of those attached to this whole thing. And so you put this thing in between the seat and, and the center console. You give it a few pumps. It expands out locks itself into place and creates this rugged mounting system for whatever you want. Now, the cool thing is, is although this link gets you set up for the X mount for something like a cell phone or a small GPS device or, you know, uh, GMRS radio, something like that, the, uh, th- this whole platform can be adjusted. They, they have other options and stuff. You could mount a tablet. You could mount a laptop computer. You could mount all kinds of stuff using this sort of system and the different uh, products that RAM 
makes for 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 their for their different mounting systems. So very very modular, very adjustable. Uh, can be used in different kinds of configurations in different locations and stuff. All for a hundred and five dollars, a hundred and six dollars. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just I, I saw this and I thought. Wow, this is one of those devices that could really change a lot of things. So if you're tired of using your cup holder to mount your cell phone with, <laughs> check yeah. this out. So so I immediately realized what this thing was what this thing was for, but I looked at the you know, I helped looking at the, the one picture you have here in the show notes, which we'll have in the show notes on JeepTalkShow.com. Uh, you, it was for, you know for the people back seat. Now oh, it goes in between the center console and the passenger seat. At least in this this is circumstance. But when I got to the third picture, the lower right, and I saw that bulb, like you would use to like like you said like a blood pressure monitor or right. And, and my Oops, mind uh, immediately yeah. went to the the, the fr- family unfriendly version that maybe it was something else you needed to pump up. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? It, does funny. this have anything no, to you do? You just insert this end that into is- your mouth and this end into your. Now wait a minute. This is it's a multi. This is like a multitasking thing. And then I went, oh wait, oh it's expanding gosh. it to fit in between the. I'm serious. This is where my mind went. I was like, of this course is, it went. It doesn't of make any sense it, like that's this. Exactly where your mind would go. Of course it is. <laughs> So I, I have a question. I don't know if you know, Josh, if you put a, let's right. say a laptop, uh, an iPad on it and you go off road, is the weight of the iPad going to stay secure? Like the actual is, piece is that the hangs weight onto, of the device it, going to exceed the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the amount of friction that the that grip, wedge yeah. creates in the center console? That, that's a really good question. Now, obviously, if you mount like a 17-inch laptop to this thing, well, uh, 45-inch yeah. uh, <laughs> big-screen TV, probably gonna, you know, <laughs> gravity is going to take over, I'm guessing, yeah, you know, yeah. but I would imagine something like even like a 10-inch uh, a 10-inch tablet would probably be yeah. just fine. Well, yeah, they're not very uh, heavy. So I, I don't necessarily know uh, the, how much grip okay. this thing has exactly. But it looks uh, awesome, though. Space. What a great use of space and a great use. Absolutely. I like it. Now, in in the in the picture that I'm sharing with the with the uh, the co-host and what you would see at JeepTalkShow.com in the show notes for episode 553 uh, is going to show it in a back seat configuration, meaning this thing is facing towards the back. But this can just as easily be flipped around 180 degrees and be used front facing yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to hold your cell phone in the front seat or your tablet or your GPS or your GMRS radio, uh, whatever it yeah. be. So, I mean, like I said, a lot of different configurations, a lot of different uses, a lot of different possibilities, uh, completely modular and, and a, 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 a bit available to be customized any way you want. So, and for about a hundred bucks, I mean, come on, that that's a pretty good deal, especially when it comes with the the mount, the double ball mount, and the X mount, which that can be taken off. You can get a different mount for something like a tablet or a laptop or or whatever you want. But I mean, this gets you going and and gets you gets you moving and, and gets you in the right direction. I so I'm going to grab one of these for myself. You know, I'm surprised they don't have a uh, a tagline. The more you pump, the tighter the fit. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's catchy. I mean, you know, that, that, yes, it, it is. But that's right a different podcast. That's a different podcast, Tony. Seriously, <laughs> it's on the Tony and Josh show. Yeah, I was yes. going to say you you were Open listening iron. to some of those hundred episodes of the Tony and Josh show. Like, <laughs> like, no. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Poor Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that you must have this Ram Mount Tough Wedge mounting system for your own Jeep, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 553 and get one for your very self. You know, it's not my fault either. It's Ram Mount. I mean, that that's probably How what got me started. Blame it on me. Your fault, you sick bastard. Oh, gosh. You're just You're a supposed bad to get influence. more listeners, Tony, not, not, not make them go away. <laughs> Hey, it's Jeep Mama, and I was just listening to episode 550. Um, I just was listening to it, and I have a little Jeep Mama tip for you, Tony and Josh. Um, this tip is do not post any pictures of your fancy new toes after a pedicure, <laughs> unless you want to be bombarded with those toe fetish guys oh, or no. gals, maybe even. So, that was just a little Jeep Mama tip from your conversation from episode 551. Have a great day. Sweaty toes. May not be sweat. <laughs> and the host goes silent. <laughs> well, I, it's kind of like good. It's really good advice, but it's like, really? So I, I don't know. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you for that tip. I definitely will not be posting pictures. Well, of course, I have to point out, there's at least one host that listens to the show. 
<laughs> you know, I used to. <laughs> but it just got too too risky, too risque. <laughs> Too much adult content. Anymore. Too much adult I, content. I, you know, I'm a delicate flower, Tony. I don't know if you know this, but uh. so so that has an ex- you know people complain out like now we're complaining. They said they just wish it was more family friendly. It has an explicit content, and then I, I know, hear like, and I hear kids while people are calling in to to do get a giveaway. And you hear know, these kids we, running around with a show playing. It's like no. <laughs> No, no, no. A, a time that, I mean, uh, a highlight of the show was somebody's like five year old was calling in, leaving us voicemails. And stuff. <laughs> but but no, we but we advised him he shouldn't be letting the kid listen. <laughs> Again, explicit rating, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. no, I mean, well, we, we made the occasional F bomb drop and, and things like that, but uh, but no, I mean, that's what it's there fun. for. So it's, it's, it's there to protect fun. us, it's not there to yeah. protect you. That's true. <laughs> but, and, we, and, but, but we want you to. Go ahead. Yeah. And just for the record, we I always try to listen to the, the episodes in the past, but we were sick last week, two weeks ago, so that's <laughs> she my She listened until she got sick, is what she yeah, said. That's it. That's it. I was sick and tired, and so, so I had to stop. so much abuse to Oh man, is it just? I think I said this last time. Is it, is it just me or is this ground wet? Because this this mud squishing up through my toes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still ice here at my campfire, so there you go. Oh, I put you know, speaking of on. mud, Tony, we're talking about uh, talking about tires this week, and uh, and this is going to be an interesting topic around the campfire uh, because this is about a, a more or less about a buddy of mine, and he's he just bought a new set of tires. He's going from thirty fives. Uh, to 37s, but he's going from mud terrains to all terrains. No. It's all it's all in the in the uh, interest of saving money. Okay. And I told him I was like, that's a that was a bad decision. You're going to regret mm-hmm. this, especially because this this is a guy who this is not a daily driving jeep. This is a Wheeler. Uh, it's, oh it's a no! Wheeler, you know, and and <clears> so this you know he's going to have these tires for the next ten years probably. You know, and and so it, they're not going to be wearing out anytime soon he's not going to be replacing these in the next two to three even five years more more than likely i think he's had the uh the the good years that he's got on there right now for the better part of eight years or more and i've known this guy for a while so i've worked on this jeep in fact i was actually over there a couple weekends ago uh putting in a uh an aw4 transmission controller uh uh, for him wired that up helped him wire it up actually uh, and I uh, got it all hooked up, and, and uh, he just uh, actually tested it this last weekend and, and said it worked awesome. So uh, glad for that. But, uh, but yeah, I, and, and so I want to get your guys' opinion. We're going to go around the campfire tonight, and this is the part of the show where we invite you, the listener, to, to pull your Jeep up around the campfire, grab a chair, crack a beverage, whatever, and chime in on whatever topic we're going to be talking about. And, uh, and this week, as you know, it's, it's about my buddy who's going from 35s to 37s. Now, would you make the switch yourself, moving from a mud terrain to an all-terrain, to save money? I mean, so that's the question. Would you make the same decision? And uh, and so we're going to go around and, and talk with some of uh, uh, people, just like you, the listener, uh, around the campfire, and, and see where you stand on this. Uh, and so we got a whole bunch of uh, folks around the campfire tonight, and we're going to go to uh, let's go to John Lee first. John, uh, where do you fall in on on uh, on this topic? Well, I literally just changed from 35s to 37s. And, um, yeah, reluctantly, I, I will from, say. And, and the, 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 the <laughs> reluctant was because of FedEx. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I went from mud train to mud train. So my 35s I had on there before, I think I had 8,000 miles on them. Um, wow. So I'm one of those, I just, I don't put a lot of miles on it. So, um, but, you know, there's more than just miles for the all-terrain versus the mud train. There's a lot of other performance. For instance, wet weather performance the mud trains aren't very good at so if you're in an area that you need to have that additional traction due to weather and stuff like that i could see maybe but me personally no i, I the mud trains for what i do and how much i drive make much more sense plus they look a lot better yes well, now there's the uh, the appearance factor as well you can't ignore that john is your jeep your daily driver it is but i work from home so oh, when okay. i daily drive it just <laughs> He's got a slow drive. And if he parks yeah, that Jeep be, in the kitchen one more time, <laughs> it'll be it'll be three days in the garage without ever being fired up. That's very in the summertime when the kids don't have to go to school. I mean, it'll go two weeks without ever starting. So 
And, wow. and, and you got uh, you got some new uh, gears in your diffs, and uh, <laughs> was it in six months? And you're trying to get 500 miles on the on the the new gears. It was a little before Thanksgiving. I'm I'm at 400 finally. <laughs> Gosh, barely broken in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, uh, moving on to uh, to Bill A. Bill, uh, would you make the switch uh, from 35s to 37s and going from mud terrains to all terrains? Uh, well, I've already made the change from 35s to 37s, so we check that box. Um, going from mud terrains to all terrains, I think it just depends on your situation, right? So, I mean, I have all terrains now, and that's just because I was daily driving, but, you know, I've kind of made the decision now that I have another vehicle that I'm daily driving you know, when it's time to replace the tires, I'm probably going to go from those all terrains to the to the mud trains. I'll, I'll just jump in here and mention this, the shameless plug for Nexen tires, but the Nexen Rodian MTXs, I am shocked at how those mud terrains, how well they their manners are uh, on the road. Josh, you rode, yep. rode with me during the, the, the event. What was your uh, thought of the uh, uh, Nexen Rodian MTXs. What did it sound like driving in the uh, the? I mean, it probably would have been louder in the XJ, but then the. the I, I was going to say now, uh, you know, Jeep for Jeep, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it, rolling something like a TJ or an XJ with not quite as much insulation and and you know modern sound dampening and stuff like that as what the uh, the JT has, uh, it's probably going to be a lot different as far as the decibel level inside the cab. Uh, for those tires. Now, that being said, uh, was there a loud hum? No, there wasn't. There were times where we had the window down or cracked, at least, and stuff like that. I didn't feel a lot of vibration. Uh, and although I wouldn't consider you a, a very aggressive driver, it wasn't like we were plowing into corners or anything like that. Uh, you know, I, I didn't feel any sidewall roll or anything like that. They seemed to, to manage just fine. Now, this was obviously in the middle of the summer, and uh, the roads weren't wet or anything like that. I can't really speak to as far as, like, wet weather performance on, on asphalt. Uh, but as far as you know, just road manners go, they they did just fine. It may, in other words, it may be the mud terrain that you're selecting. Uh, that because I know that with the, the BFGs, especially the original BFG uh, mud terrains, it was yeah. horrible, horrible yeah, the noise. Ones, horrible. The camp ones yeah. were loud, absolutely. And, and stopping yeah. in just mildly wet weather. Oh, good luck. <laughs> so yeah, we're starting exactly. On a, on a wet hill, you know. Yeah. Ooh, I've been very impressed with the Nexon. So Hold on, I know, I know. I've already been here for two light cycles. I got to air down in order to make it through this intersection. Really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, two cheap Jeep guys with us here on this episode. Uh, Bob, uh, 35s to 37s. Would you go from mud terrains to all terrains to save money? Uh, I run all terrains now. I run the KO2s. And I only have 33s on my little uh, TJ, so. So going to 37s, right? <laughs> Let, let's say Bob, just for the just for the sake of argument, you, your next tire purchase, uh, you'd made some changes to the Jeep. Uh, it warranted going up from 33s to 35s. Uh, you notice that, boy, if I'm going to step up to 35s, uh, that's a big chunk of change more than what I spent on my 33s. Maybe to combat that and to offset the price a little bit, I'm going to sacrifice the mud terrains and go with the all terrains to save myself a few hundred bucks. Would you do it? No. Tell the me Jeep why. is a toy. I, it's a toy. I'll spend money on it to enjoy it. Here, here. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where, where I was coming from uh, in, in all this. I was like, this is your weekend warrior, man. You know, why are you sacrificing traction for the sake of, of a few hundred bucks? Save your money for a little bit longer. You know, it might take you another few months to get that extra tire, you know, but it'll be worth it in the long run. You know, Josh, I think some of our listeners may not understand the reasoning for mud terrain or maximum traction if you're not going in the mud. You know, I didn't think about that. You know, there, you know, there are other reasons to have a mud terrain tire uh, for, you know, for the traction, even if you don't go in mud, uh, just for the sake of, of having that wider tread pattern, getting that more traction off-road. It, 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 you know, mud terrains aren't necessarily meant for wheeling only in mud. Uh, it, it's, it's just a, a sort of a, uh, where did that name come from anyways? You know? Yeah, no. Uh, well, you know, mud was the big thing when I first started doing off-road. It was mud. You full-size pickup and, and uh, well, the big then, lugs. It was, and, it was TSL where the only people making, uh, you know, making yeah. the tires so, back then. You know. But I didn't realize that, like, if you're just going up a, a rocky shelf, having those lugs, just, yeah. I mean, it makes sense now that I heard it. Uh, it, it, you, it gives you more of a grip on those those shelves and, and less of a uh, reason to slide one way or another because you're you're engaging those lugs on that rocky shelf. So I just thought I'd mention that really quick. 
another tire manufacturer back on the uh, on the show to to talk about yeah. that in detail. I think, or maybe even a good roundtable discussion uh, topic for, for for that. But uh, let's hear from Keith really quick. Keith, uh, where do you where do you uh, what's your opinion on this? Is Keith there? No way, too much echo. There we go. Well, we may have to uh, we may have to move on from uh, from Keith. He may be having some uh, technical difficulties. Let's talk with uh, Jeep and Mo, Larry. Larry, if you were making this move, would you do the same thing? Well, I actually went kind of something similar. I I had originally started with a pair of uh, Toyo Open Country RTs, which are kind of like an all-terrain. Yep. And uh, I took those off because they were like driving on just ice every day because it's my daily. And that Jeep was sliding around everywhere. And when I went out on the trail, it didn't clear mud very well or anything. So I actually run the uh, the Mile Stars, and it has been a great tire all around. And you know, I, I'm I've got about fifty thousand on them right now. I'm about wow. just a little bit past halfway half tread. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So yeah. that's what you had when you came down to the Jeep Talk Show uh, event, uh, Hidden Falls, in last this past September, correct? Yes, sir. And, and how did it perform out there for you? I, I perform great for me. It it doesn't it doesn't uh, slip off the rocks very much. It clears the mud fairly well, and you know it's a fairly I'll say it's a fairly soft tire, but it wears really well. Well, that's and that's, this, that's a, it, and and then uh, you know later this year I'm going to go up to the 37s. Now are you uh, are you are are you planning on going with the same tread pattern? Or are you thinking about a different brand, a different uh, tread? What are you What are you thinking? Well, I've looked at a few others, but I don't feel like buying rims right now because I'm running an eighteen inch eighteen inch uh, rim, mm-hmm. and that kind of limits me on a few side, yeah. a few things. But the mile stars, I can go up to the to the thirty sevens on the eighteen. Boy, and if they've done really well for you, you know, and you've gotten that kind of mileage out of them. <sighs> Stick with what you know. Go with what you know, uh, type of thing. Right. I, that's I think you're. I think you're making the the, the better choice there. You know, I, you're not the first person I've heard uh, a negative review with the uh, the Toyo Open Countries. Uh, you know, they've back way back in the day. I used uh, my first set of 33s were the Open Country MTs, and uh, and the, the they kind of resembled the original KM ones a little bit, uh, and they did relatively well. Uh, except for anything on on uh, on wet cement, uh, of course they they really didn't have the road manners that that, that I liked. But uh, it's a very the, it seems like the open countries are a very very hard compound, uh, and that's the only way that they get any kind of wear out of them is is they have their compound just just raked so high uh, on the hard scale that uh, uh, it doesn't do very well off road at least. But it seems that they're a cheap right. tire. Everybody goes with them. You can get them uh, you know from Les Schwab. They'll get you the the credit and you know all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, Charles, uh, what would you say about going from 35 to 37s, but uh, making the switch to all terrains to save money? Would you do the same thing? Well, I, I think that. <clears throat> well, I, I don't know that I'd ever run 37s. Uh, I, I well, let's, understand. Let's, why let's go you know, 33s to I, 35s I, or 31s to 33s. I mean, you know, whatever I, so the, I, the I, move I, would be. Josh, I, I actually just did, did do the switch from 33s to 35s. And I'm glad that I did. The bigger tire is, is just looks a hell of a lot better. I don't know if it's better off road, but I did go. I have the the Patagonias, which is a great mud terrain. And the reason that I stayed with a mud terrain is that I have older Jeeps. My newest Jeep's an '81, so there's no weight to them. Mm-hmm. So I can run a mud terrain with a lightweight Jeep, and I'm not going to go through the tread as fast as a heavier vehicle. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, the, co- the cost the cost didn't really bother me because I know I'm going to get the life expectancy that I want out of a mud terrain with a light vehicle. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Now, this guy's got, uh, who I'm sp- speaking with specifically, it's a 98, maybe it's a two, no, it's a, it's a 98 uh, XJ uh, that he's got. Now, he's got uh, Dana 44s, uh, uh, long arms front and rear. Uh, it's, it's, it's highly modified. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and... Uh, this has got some weight on it. This is not a light Jeep, I'm going to say. With the amount of steel and, and caging and fabrication work that's gone into this thing, uh, it, it's, it's prob- I don't know how, how much it weighs. It's probably knocking on the door of five or 6,000 pounds or more. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, th this is a heavy Jeep. Now, something like a, a, a much lighter Jeep, like a YJ uh, or even like a CJ or something like that, is not going to be putting the weight on that rubber. Uh, and regardless of the kind, kind of terrain that it sees, the heavier the vehicle, the more wear you're going to see on that tire. Yeah. All right. Garrett, if you were uh, moving from a tire size going up in tire size, would you go to all terrains from mud terrains to save money? Um, well, in my particular situation, I went from the all terrains that I had on my Jeep that I bought it with. They were like 31s maybe to 35s. And I knew I was switching to 35s. So to save money, instead of paying for every tire at one time, I bought two at once, and then I bought one, and then I bought another one. I just split them up between the paychecks, and then eventually put them all together and put it on the Jeep. Now you're so, talking. How, how long did that take you? Um, to get all four tires, it took me like two months, maybe three months. Yeah, not too and shabby. I had another. I bought another set of just used mud tires that I needed I needed two for my other Jeep to put on the front because the tires, the tread was low. And then I used the other two as spares. So it became my spare for my set that I bought. That's smart. That's how you do it right there. Well done, Garrett. Well done. How about Nathan from Pittsburgh? Nathan, if you're going up in tire size, would you switch to a uh, switch tread pattern to save money? Well, I actually haven't had my 35s very long, but I do intend to go 37 next go around. Um, but my Jeep is my daily driver, so I do need to take into fact contending with wet pavement and snow up here. So, uh, but unless something changes right now, probably availability will actually be the biggest driving factor. Because I don't know about the rest of you guys, it's hard to find tires up here. Interesting. Well, you know, it could be part of the uh, the supply chain issue. It might be hard uh, for everybody to find tires. I mean, <laughs> I know we had an issue with uh, uh, John trying to get his tires, but I think that was more of a shipping issue than uh, availability issue. All right, we're moving over to, to Jim. Uh, Jim F., would you say uh, you would switch tire ty tire type uh, if you're going up in tire size to save money? Well, I did go from 34s to 40s, <laughs> and I did go to a, to a, a mud, mud terrain uh, Toyo open countries. I'm not, I'm not the happiest with them, as everyone likes to give me a hard time about. <laughs> but that's more the compound. They like the chunk. Right. Yep. Well, yeah, I, not, I can't complain not about all the performance. They do great. Well, I mean, you know, when you're when you're in the 40s range, I think any tires can do pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. What do you think when you drove it, Josh? Yeah, I was I was impressed. Uh, of course, I was wheeling in an unfamiliar terrain with a with an unfamiliar vehicle. Uh, I, I it was also one of the more newer Jeeps that I've ever driven, so it was uh, it was a pleasure. Well, you were uh, a little, you were a little off too because of that bad cigar you had. It tasted fine. It smelled good. It just wouldn't say lit. No problem. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. Go back and listen to past episodes. Inside baseball, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Never oh gonna gosh. live that goddamn cigar down. <laughs> Never. 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 All right, Steve. Uh, now the thing, you're, thing you're, you're not talking about, by the way, oh, okay. is uh, what yeah. about hybrids? Well, I, you know, I was going to kind of touch on that a little bit. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was Garrett or Nathan talking about, you know, uh, daily driving the Jeep. Uh, the next set of tires is probably going to go up in size, maybe even consider, a, uh, you know, a different tread pattern. We are seeing more of these hybrid uh, um, tires. I had a set myself, uh, I think one of the first set of, of hybrid tires. And when you say hybrid tires, talking about a very aggressive all-terrain, uh, kind of a, a hybrid between an all-terrain and a mud-terrain tire. And uh, the Goodyear Duratrax uh, came out years and years and years ago. Uh, and still to this day, I think there is not a better tire uh, that performs as, as good as those in the snow. Uh, one of the best snow wheeling tires I have ever, ever had the pleasure of, uh, of using. And uh, they really, they wheeled circles around every other tire that was out there. Uh, so they wear, they wear good. Uh, they, they really perform well. And now... Uh, years and years later, we have different uh, different offerings from different manufacturers of these kinds of very aggressive all-terrains that are kind of this hybrid tire. Um, you know, it, whether or not they had them in 37s uh, for, for my buddy, I don't know. Uh, whether or not he even considered them, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of really, uh, you know, kind of curious why he went with these to begin with. 
Uh, but you know, everybody's, you know, it's, it's, it's their own choice. You know, everybody is uh, teach their own as, as it were, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I like those, those hybrid tires myself, especially the Duratrax. Uh, there are some others out there that are coming out that are also pretty good, but, uh, let's hear from Chris from seven slats.com. Chris, where do you chime in on this? I agree with you. I, uh, that's to answer your question. I would not change the tread pattern just to save money, especially as you mentioned, it's a toy. It's not a daily driver. So I, 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 I wouldn't do that. I just, I mean, if you got a mud terrain going up in size, you're, you're cutting yourself off of the knees to, to switch to an all terrain. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up regretting the decision. I, I have a feeling he's going to end up selling these to try and recoup some of his cost and, and end up probably even switching, uh, switching rims and going with something completely different. This is the kind of guy that's going to surprise you at every turn. You know, Josh, I'll mention something really quick. You were talking about the hybrid tires there that uh, Jimmy brought up. Uh, I would uh, that 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 uh, keyed something that I thought of uh, back going from going from the KM ones to the KM twos. I would say that the KM twos were more of a hybrid tire, and I think that they went that direction simply because of the, the things I was complaining about not being able to stop the mud terrain, the the cupping, uh, the noise. Uh, and uh, I would even say that the Rodian, uh, the Nexon Rodian MTX, is a, to strike me as more of a hybrid tire, and I think that's one of the reasons why they have such great on-road manners. No, I'm going to disagree. That's fine. Uh, on, that's on, good. On good for, that's good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when you when you compare when you compare a tire like the Duratrac to something like a uh, BFG All Terrain, um, you know, the there there's a distinct difference. One is definitely a, a, I mean, a, a tried and true all-terrain tire. It's been around for decades. Uh, it works. It's a good design. Uh, but when you go into something like a, like a hybrid tire, kind of like the Duratrac, uh, you can see that the, the lugs open up a little bit more. The side lugs are a little bit more aggressive. The tread pattern is just a little bit more open. Now, compare that hybrid tire to a mud terrain, like, you know, uh, uh, something like the 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 KM2s or or like the uh, the Rodian MTXs or something like that, and you're going to see again a a difference between the the side lugs, much more space between the side lugs, much more aggressive pattern, much more larger open spaces between all of the tread blocks and stuff like that. So it, it there there is a measurable marked difference between these sets of tires, and and the difference was so extreme between the all terrains and the mud terrains for years that there was this gap and nature abhors a vacuum and and the tire designers decided to fill that vacuum with these hybrid tires and it's kind of worked because a lot of other manufacturers are seeing that hey these tire these tire companies are selling these hybrid tires we should come out with one too because it works and I, just to be clear i'm not saying the km2 was a hybrid uh tire to no, me but that the lug the differences KM1. that you're talking about it was so right. radically different between you know something that looked like an mt a mud terrain and something that looked more like an at not like an at but more in that that same type of thing and that's what i also noticed about the uh, the the, the next rodeon uh, uh mtx is that it's not uh, these huge lugs directional pattern like super swampers or something but god don't you just love the look of super swampers <laughs> <laughs> you know i was just going to say you know you got to look back at the 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 yesteryear the early days of mud terrain tires you know big yep. chevron patterns and, and stuff like that gigantic open lugs and i mean they almost uh looked like you know monster truck tires uh, for instance you know and that's kind of that's probably where a lot of the design and inspiration came from uh, you know, tractor tires and things like that. I mean, those were the original off-road tires, uh, and and it worked. And so you try and translate that into a DOT-approved uh, vehicle tire, and well, it's going to take a few decades to get things perfected to the point of where you know things actually work, and you see some interesting designs. And I think that's where we're at today is starting to see these hybrid designs. It's a whole new flavor of tire that we've never really seen before, and it's filling that gap of people who want performance out of a tire. Uh, for their off-road vehicle, but it's also a daily driver. Well, Wendy, do you uh, can you chime in on this? Uh, if you, if you and uh, Bill were going to be switching from tire size, do you think that you would uh, to save money uh, go to a different tread pattern? No, we would not <laughs> because of what we do. Um, but I I love our thirty sevens. I love the mud terrains, the Rodian MTX, and we also have a set on our Chevy Silverado that is our daily driver. So no, I think it's a great tire. I would not do it. I think your friend's going to be Especially if he off-roads a lot, he's going to be very disappointed in how the all-terrains perform in some of that rock crawling and different things that, you know, terrain like snow and 
mud and wet. So, nope, I would not yeah, do it. I agree. Well, I'll have to keep you guys posted as to uh, what happens with him. We'll have to reference this episode 553 years later when uh, yeah. when I get to say, I told you so. That's right. <laughs> Well, I want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners around the campfire tonight. Jim, Steve, Chris, uh, Jimmy didn't quite make it in time, but John Lee certainly <laughs> did. Uh, Bill, Bob, Keith, Larry, uh, Charles as well, Garrett, and Nathan from Pittsburgh. Uh, big hats off to all you guys in the Jeep Wave for uh, joining us around the campfire side chat tonight. And if you want to join in on the campfire side chat, it's very easy to do. You can do it. Uh, there's no like pay to play or anything like that. No special VIP access. Follow us on Facebook, or you can receive a notification via our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for the newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for it. And don't worry, we don't spam you anything like that. We're not going to sell your information, none of that sort of stuff. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. So we'll see you on the very next Campfire Side Chat. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, if you don't like Twitter, well, we don't blame you. That's why we're on Getter, too. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Now, I'm not saying that you're a window licker, but I'm just saying that I bet you know the difference in taste between the windshield of a Jeep and the side window. That's all. <laughs> Podcasting since 2010.